have your Bibles with you tonight, would you open them please to the book of Proverbs. Each and every day you ought to read from the book of Psalms and the book of Proverbs. Psalms will teach you how to have a relationship with God. Talks about vertical relationship. Proverbs will tell you how to have a relationship with your fellow man, a horizontal relationship. And you know that both of those relationships, the vertical and the horizontal, what do they form? A cross. And what did Jesus say the two greatest commandments were? To love the Lord thy God with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. He said that's the essence of Christianity. Tonight we're doing a sermon series through the book of Proverbs entitled God Speaks. And tonight we're looking at God Speaks on Fearing Him. God Speaks on Fearing Him. Now the word fear, as we're going to look at it tonight, doesn't mean to be afraid of somebody. It rather means to respect somebody. Not to be afraid of a tyrant but it means to respect someone who has authority. Not someone who will hurt you, but someone who has authority who wants to help you. And the writer of Proverbs says in Proverbs 9, verse 10 and 11, he says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by the Lord, Thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. The phrase, fear the Lord, or fear of the Lord, is mentioned 18 times in the book of Proverbs. 18 times the writer of Proverbs repeats himself, over and over again concerning the fear of the Lord. Why does he say it so often? That we might hear what he's saying. That we might understand that this is a foundational truth, a primary truth, a central truth. If you and I desire to have wisdom, Wisdom on how to live in this world as we head to the world to come. Now I did a quick read and a quick study of all 18 verses found in Proverbs that has the phrase, fear of the Lord. Now I'm not going to ask you to do what I did. But I am going to tell you when you look at all 18 verses that have that phrase in it, you'll notice that there is three primary benefits for you and I to fear the Lord, for you and I to respect the Lord, for you and I to honor the authority of the Heavenly Father. Let me give you those three benefits quickly tonight. The first benefit that we receive when we fear the Lord, remember fear is not be afraid of, but respect, is we will avoid evil. When you and I truly fear the Lord, when you and I tr truly respect the Lord and fear the Lord, 
we will avoid evil. Proverbs 8.13 says, To fear the Lord is to hate evil. To fear the Lord is to hate sin. To fear the Lord is to hate transgressions. To fear the Lord is to hate wickedness. When you and I truly have a respect for the living God as his sons and daughters, we are going to condemn what he condemns. We're going to avoid what he would avoid. We're going to refrain from practicing what he would refrain from practicing. And that's sin. Our Lord does not condone evil, and neither should we. Our Lord avoids evil, and so should we. He refrains from practicing evil, obviously, because he's righteous, and so should we. I want you to think about some illustrations I'm going to give you. And I want you to ask yourself the question after each illustration, why is that? A candidate, a political candidate, claims to be a Christian. Yet he endorses abortion, which is the murder of a baby in the mother's womb. He approves of the homosexual lifestyle. He supports legalized gambling. How can a man claim to be a Christian and hold those three positions? Because he does not fear the Lord. How can so-called Christian parents rent their son and his date a motel room that they can go to after the prom? Because they don't want them drinking and driving on the road or having sex in the back seat of a car. How could such parents do something like that? Because they don't fear the Lord. A deacon uses profane words. He trashes people of other races, of other colors, of other cultures. He looks upon them with contempt. Why would he do that? Because he doesn't fear the Lord. A minister chases skirts. He commits adultery on his wife repeatedly. How could he do such things? Because he doesn't fear the Lord. Those are easy questions to answer. Because when you fear the Lord, it will show in your hatred toward evil. You will not condone evil. You will not endorse evil. You will not support evil. And you will not do it yourself. Practice it. The reason why we see so much wickedness is today out of the church and in the church is because we no longer fear the Lord. We no longer fear the Lord. If we did, we would stand up to the things He stands up for, speak out against the things He speaks out for. Would we not? 
Those who fear the Lord, they will hate evil. Do you fear the Lord? Secondly, when we fear the Lord, we not only will hate evil, but we will have a long life. How many of you would like to live a long life? Raise your hand. Well, about three-quarters of you. All right, well, I hope you make it through the night then. <laughs> when you fear the Lord, the Bible teaches that you will have a long life. Now, this isn't a promise. The book of Proverbs is not a promise book. It's a principle work. A principle book, excuse me. And it simply implies that most of the time these things will occur. It's not a promise book, it's a principle book. But the basic principle that comes out of fearing the Lord is you will live a long life. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 17, fear of the Lord prolongs your days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. You see, when you have a fear of the Lord, when you have a respect for the Lord, it will cause you to be cautious concerning sin. I was talking to somebody who was an electrician one time many years ago. <laughs> and he said, Jim, there's only two types of electricians in my business. There's old ones and there's fast ones. But you'll never find an old and a fast one. The old ones respect electricity. And they're very careful and cautious around it. The fast ones, they don't have any respect for it. <laughs> and they don't live very long. The word fear means respect. And those who have a respect for the Lord will be careful and they will be cautious around sin. They'll be careful not to get shocked by iniquity. Not to be fried by wickedness. Not to be killed by sin. You see, sin is like electricity in many ways. It's very destructive in what it does. And if you don't watch yourself around sin, it will zap you. And might even take your life. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard and the wages of sin is death. Now, this ties in to those who hate evil. I want you to understand that. The fear of the Lord will cause you to hate evil. In other words, you will not promote it, endorse it, support it, or practice it yourself. You stay away from it. When you do that, the chances of you living a long life are greatly enhanced. Think about adultery. If you're here tonight and you're practicing adultery, you're running around on your husband, you're running around on your wife, you're engaged in extramarital activity, I can promise you, you're going to have a shortened life or a miserable life. Why can I say that? Because if you keep doing it, you're going to eventually have an unwanted pregnancy on your hands or a disease of your loins in your body or you're going to have a bullet in your head when that spouse catches you messing around 
with his spouse. You see, adultery is a sin, and it's going to shorten your life. You keep playing in it. And pornography. You know pornography is a major problem in the church today? I was just reading a, some statistics, and they say up to 50% of all people in the church are dabbling in pornography. Somehow, some way, are involved in pornography. Sometimes it's the young people. Sometimes it's the older people. Sometimes it's both. Parents and grandparents would be very wise to monitor the computers that are in front of their young people. Because pornography is very addictive once you get into it. That's why it's very easy to get in and very hard to get out. But pornography eventually will warp your mind and destroy relationships that you have. And what about alcohol and drugs? Remember, those who fear the Lord, they avoid these kind of things. They hate these kind of things. But those who don't, they practice them. They endorse them. They are involved in them. And their life is going to be shorter and more miserable because of it. People who participate in alcohol and drug culture, they find that you might take alcohol and drugs, but eventually they're going to take you. And they're going to take you out one day. I've got a service coming up next Friday. And a young man that I'm going to officiate his service, drugs took his life. He's very young. Alcohol and drugs will imprison you, possess you, and they'll end you. And some of you have family members, and you could say amen to that. You've seen what it's done to them. You steal and rob. Do you know that's going to shorten your life? One day you're going to rob the wrong person at the wrong time in the wrong place. And instead of getting their wallet, you'll get a bullet in the head. See, what the Bible teaches, if you want to live a long life, hate evil. Avoid sin, and and that way you won't be involved in things that would take your life early. And then thirdly, if you and I will fear the Lord, Benefit number one will be we'll hate evil. Benefit number two is we'll have a long life because we do hate evil. And we won't have the consequences of evil so rampant upon us. And then thirdly, we'll have a peace within. There was a rock group many years ago that had a song And they said something to the effect, all I want is peace of mind. Isn't that all the world wants is peace of mind? Tranquility, serenity, calmness, peace. Our world wants it, but they can't find it because you can't find it in a pill. Can't find it in a drink can't find it in something you snort or something you inject. 
You can't find it in a person. You can't find it in a place. You can't find it with a toy. Peace comes from God. It's a benefit to those who will fear Him. Proverbs 19.23 The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he that has it shall have abiding peace in him. Think about that. Without the Lord, without a fear of the Lord, you will stay entangled in sin. You will probably live miserably and die young. And you will, on top of all of that, have a life of stress and strife and suffering until the day you leave this world. You see, when people embrace sin and not hate it, their lives will be shorter, more miserable, and they won't have any peace. They'll always be worried because they're afraid they're going to get caught. They'll always be anxious that somebody's coming after them. They'll always be stressed because they believe something's going to go wrong. They'll be afraid of death. People who do not fear the Lord have no peace. They have everything under the sun, but they have not the sun, S-O-N, therefore they have no peace. Because peace comes from who? It comes from Jesus. And people who have no peace, they have no peace in this life, and they usually have no peace in the life to come. But those who fear the Lord are wise. If we fear the Lord, we will hate evil. Because we hate evil, we will have a long life because the destructive elements of evil will not affect us as greatly and muchly. And on top of that, we'll have peace. We'll have peace. Proverbs 3, verse 23 through 26, talks about peace. Then shall you walk in my way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be your confidence, and shall keep your foot from being taken. Wow, that's a pretty good way to go to bed each night, isn't it? Just lay your head on your pillow with a smile on your face. It is well with my soul. And go right to sleep. You don't have to worry about anything because you have God's peace. I mean, think of it like a police officer. We have police officers in our church. If you do right, what is the police officer to you? If you're doing right, He's a friend, is he not? He's a protector. You have peace when you're with him. But when you're doing wrong, he's not a friend, is he? He's a foe. He's not a protector, he's a threat. And you're stressed out every time you see him. I was talking to one of the police officers 
that works our traffic on Wednesday. And uh, he was telling me, he said, I don't see much traffic, foot traffic, going from one neighborhood to the other by me. He said, what they do is they go around the backside of the church. They want to avoid me. So he said, I've been walking around to the backside of the church. And he said, you ought to see their face when they see me standing there. You know, when you do right, a policeman is a friend. He's a protector. There's a great deal of peace around him. When you do wrong, obviously he's going to be a foe and a threat. You know God's like that too, isn't it? When you're doing right before God, when you fear Him and obey Him and live for Him, you'll just have a peace around Him. You'll understand the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. But when you're not living for the Lord, you're not obeying the Lord, you're not respecting the Lord, you're not fearing the Lord, then the Lord's not going to have your back, is He? He's not going to give you any peace. And a hard life is going to lie ahead of you. So tonight, do we want to have wisdom? How many of you want to be wise people? I think most of you would like to be wise. Then you've got to fear the Lord. You've got to respect the Lord. You've got to hate the things that He hates, particularly when it comes to sin. And when you do that, you will have a long life, you'll have a better life, and you'll have a life of peace. Isn't that what we all want when you get right down to it? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed.